Thank you for joining IAB There. And now your host, Angelina Ng. Over to you, Angelina. Thank you. Today is August 5th. I'm Angelina Ng, VP of Measurement and Attribution here at IAB and IAB Tech Lab. Welcome to IAB There, our daily live stream in which we connect the digital advertising ecosystem. Today, our topic is IAB Tech Lab Mid-Year Report with Dennis Buckheim, President of IAB Tech Lab. Let's welcome Dennis to the screen. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Andy. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for joining. So um, let's dive right into it because I have quite a few questions for you, um, especially around uh, IAB, uh, the mid-process, uh, mid uh, mid-year process. And if you wanted to give us an update on what are your priorities that, you, uh, that you've established for this year and what's driving those priorities. Absolutely, yeah, and, and like like I don't see you enough now. Now you're grilling me, right? So this this is great. <laughs> it's great to be here, huh? uh, and and thank you for uh, for making this happen. Um, yeah, so you know I think you know hopefully most most viewers are familiar with uh, with IAB Tech Lab, but it's you know the the offshoot of of IAB from about five years ago now, uh, focused on technical standards, foundational technologies, uh, you know, for digital advertising. Um, you know, we we have about a thirty-person uh, board of directors uh, from you know pretty wide representation of different companies and in, in the ecosystem, um, and you know they all weigh in in an annual planning cycle. We have other members, of course, who provide us input during the year through about you know twenty or so different or more uh, working groups that we have for different standards. Uh, we have our you know illustrious team, yourself included, um, that uh, that provides additional input. But you know, in some sense, the reality of, of this year and the priorities for this year is, I would say, they kind of wrote themselves, honestly, in a way. Um, you know, when you think about the the challenges and, and opportunities that, that we're all facing, even even before you know COVID, uh, you know, it was it was clear that the you know, the opportunity for uh, you know improving and uh, sustaining. The, the right privacy-centric addressability uh, was just absolutely you know, top of mind for, uh, for most of the active companies in Tech Lab, you know, the 750 or so companies. Um, and you know, we really are addressing this through uh, Project REARC, which I'm sure we'll talk more about. But you know, as, as cookies evolve, as mobile ad IDs evolve, this is, you know, this is a huge, huge impact on almost every Use case as you know that you can imagine, right, in the advertising space. So that that became the top priority. Uh, the second is almost like the other side of the coin there. Of you know, if there's addressability with privacy, well, then what are we doing about privacy, right? What what are we doing with privacy compliance more specifically? And you know, the work we've done on the transparency and consent framework with IAB Europe, the CCPA compliance framework with IAB in the U.S. Uh, you know, evolving that. Uh, the third is, you know, maybe a little bit less obvious than the first two, but the, you know, the progress we've made over the past you know, few years, couple of years in particular, on supply chain transparency uh, in, in the name of fighting fraud and supporting brand safety and your know, work like ads.txt as a standard to, to help fight fraud uh, and much more in that area uh, still remained incredibly important to our board and, and other members, and we need the momentum to continue there. And then, you know, the last but not least, and probably you know, nearest to your heart, is uh, is measurement and attribution. And you know, what what can we do 
you know, through a combination of, of IAB efforts uh, and your know, best practices and guidance and mobilizing of members, uh, but also tech lab work on standards and you know, building out some of the capabilities that we have for you know, through uh, open open measurement, for example, or the video standards like VAST even, that can really uh, help enable and be facilitators of better cross-media measurement. So those are you know, those are kind of the four priority areas. Um, and you know, I, we have had very, very little disagreements about those being you know, the most important things to tackle. Now, now you talked about identity earlier uh, in one of your points and, and part of uh, one of your priorities. Um, and it just seems like everyone, has, especially in the last couple of years, has been looking for an identity solution. Uh, and there's lots of talks around a, uni a unified user ID. Now, uh, IAB Tech Lab had, had, had a service called DigiTrust, uh, which is being sunsetted. Can you talk a little bit about what DigiTrust is and, um, um, and is there an alternative or uh, what's the status of, of having a unified user ID? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, DigiTrust uh, actually grew out of an IAB working group before there was even a tech lab uh, you know, in around 2014. Uh, and you know, it was the future of the cookie working group, believe it or not, 2014, right? We were thinking about these things. It didn't, you know, mobilizing people to make changes took a lot longer, obviously. But um, but the, the notion was, okay, there are all of these cookies being dropped, all of these uh, you know, IDs, consumer IDs that are attempting to be synced, cookie matching, right? Um, and that DigiTrust could provide a service that, that would enable reliable matching uh, using that cookie infrastructure uh, you know, in a compliant way and, you know, increasingly with privacy considerations taken into account. Uh, but enable that matching to be more reliable, enable a lot less, uh, you know, code on page, if you will. So that makes actually for a faster loading page and reduction of uh, you know, the risk of malware and other security issues um, on websites. So you know, it enabled that, that ID matching, uh, but it relied on cookies. And you know, the, the effort was designed to be this, this neutral you know, uh, unified ID, uh, gained a pretty good deal of traction actually, uh, but the, you know, the evolution there with the changes to third-party cookies in Safari and Firefox, and you know now with what Google has announced with Chrome, uh, and and with the bigger challenge that would have come to take it to a next level of actually supporting cross device and you know cross channel going beyond the browser, uh, you know identity management. Um, it, it was it would be a big undertaking, and in the meantime, uh, with privacy laws and and regulations, actually I would say you know a lot of uh, you know, we, we've had the big walled gardens, a lot of, you know, sort of mini walled gardens started to emerge, uh, you know, taking into, uh, taking advantage of the uh, consumer relationships that they have and building their own, you know, identity gardens, if you will. Um, and so the interest in DigiTrust as another solution faded, uh, candidly, and uh, instead we've been focusing on, you know, what can we do to create, you know, more privacy, more consistency, uh, in the behaviors and, and more trust across uh, a, a variety of different uh, you know, ID solutions that are more more commercially available in market. Uh, and we decided with the members of the DigiTrust uh, working group and the you know, subscribers to the service that, that we would sunset it uh, this month. Okay. Now, um, it was a really big announcement yesterday around 
the Partnership for Responsible Adjustable Media. How is that related to IAB Tech Labs uh, Project REARC work that we're doing, and, and what, what is Tech Labs' role? Yeah, um, so uh, for background, uh, for those who don't know Project REARC, that, that kicked off about six months ago. Uh, IAB and Tech Lab announced it at uh, the IAB's annual leadership meeting, one of the last in-person events that certainly I went to uh, back in February. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, you know, the, the concept was really to solve for addressability with privacy, with accountability. Um, and you know, very much motivated by the cookie changes we talked about. Now the mobile ad ID changes with IDFA on on iOS uh, that I think probably most people have heard about. Um, so it was motivated by that addressability with privacy and accountability. Uh, and the intention right from the beginning was to create a broad cross industry collaboration, uh, recognizing the importance of buyers, sellers, everyone in between. Um, you know, being part of this process to understand what's most important to solve for going forward, uh, you know, which of the, the use cases enabled by addressability were most important, um, how, what are the best kinds of solutions we could pursue, how can we create more consistency uh, in, in different, you know, different forms of addressability solutions. And, uh, you know, we didn't, at the beginning of REARC, we didn't have, you know, uh, as much buy-side participation in particular as we would have liked. So the partnership uh, for Responsible Addressable Media um, is is bringing the ANA, the 4As, the WFA, uh, NAI, right, IAB, Tech Lab, uh, all together with key members. Um, and you, you, know, you noticed, hopefully, in that you know, ANA, 4As, WFA, really bringing buy-side leaders to the table. Uh, they need to lean in at the highest levels of their companies and below right, to uh, to make sure that that they're considering addressability. And so that it, we get Ford and GM and um, you know, IPG and uh, P&G and Publicis all Unilever all participating actively at, on a governing level. Um, and Project Rearc continues as you know, the tech lab project for the, you know really supporting the partnership with technical standards. Yeah, I'm really impressed with the the, the the companies that are participating because I think it's so important to to get the buy side's point of view and and be able to be a voice uh, for the rest of the industry on what are the things that they are concerned about. So, uh, but I think one big thing that we've been hearing yeah. in the press and in a lot of conversations in, in, in different groups and communities is the fact that it doesn't seem as if the browsers are actually working with with each other and in agreement. So, what do you think is going to happen, um, um, and and how do how do we continue to proceed? Um, yeah, uh, the yeah the well the browsers. I mean, that actually makes me think of one other thing regarding you know Rearc and the and the partnership. Uh, the browsers have to think globally, just like the you know the mobile operating system. Providers and of course Google and Apple have the biggest browsers and um, and mobile operating systems. Different groups within those companies, they're not actually creating consistent solutions right now, which we'll come back to. Um, but they have to think globally, and so we do too. And uh, and that's an important aspect of, of you know, the WFA being involved in the partnership, for example, and uh, you know, Rearc continuing and engaging you know, the, with the partnership for sure 
but also with other organizations globally. You know, hundreds of people have been involved uh, globally in REARC and weighing in. And I think it's actually through that engagement, um, you know, that global buy side to sell side engagement, that uh, that we can actually you know, have a chance of influencing what the browsers do and the OSs do. Uh, that you know, they they need to believe that we're really trying to find you know privacy friendly, privacy compliant solutions here for addressability. Um, they're not agreeing themselves right now. You know, we're talking a lot about uh, uh, predictable privacy, not proprietary privacy. Um, and the you know the the very notion that what Apple did with iOS versus what they did and you know in app um, advertising identifiers versus what they did with Safari and third-party cookies is actually pretty inconsistent uh, from a consumer point of view. You know, with, uh, on iOS, you opt in with iOS 14 to letting uh, the, the ID be used, right, by, by the app developer and, and vendors that support them. Um, in Safari, right, it's kind of all automatic with an intelligent tracking prevention, uh, and you don't have as much control. So it's, even there, it's not predictable, it's not consistent within the Apple ecosystem. Let alone right across, uh, you know, Google and and Apple and Mozilla and Microsoft and others. Uh, so you know, we're doing our best to influence there um, and and kind of create this call for predictability for consumers, predictability for the you know, the media and advertising industry. Uh, but it's you know, it's it's not easy, and and you know, this is mostly happening through the W three C World Wide Web Consortium uh, engagement. Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of it kind of starts at home, if you will, for us is like we have to prove with you know, the partnership and with Project REARC that, that we've got our stuff together right? and, uh, and that we, uh, you know, we really mean it about uh, creating the right transparency control you know, with addressability or for addressability and the right accountability or even compliance programs around it. And that's how I think we can actually stand a chance, right, of, of getting... Uh, getting the, the platforms, if you will, that we depend on to, you know, to engage more deeply. Consider is the fact that with all these identifiers and cookies going away, uh, the ability to measure and attribute is going to change a lot. Um, and I don't think that there's a clear picture yet of what exactly the types of data that we'll be getting and what format and so forth. There's been you know, lots of different proposals. Um, Especially from Google with their privacy sandbox, but it's still very unclear at this point what the what you know what they'll proceed in in doing. I, I think one of the concerns I had was around real time data uh, and being able to uh, uh, get you know some companies use raw log level data to to do some behavior assessments and overlays with their audiences, and a lot of that's going to be taken away. So it's very interesting how. Our, or I think it's very important uh, that uh, uh, this organization was created. So I, I, kudos to you uh, on, on working with them on this. And uh, many others. Thank so you. Let's talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and many, many others. Absolutely. So for, for those viewers that are, are watching, what advice do you have uh, for them um, if they haven't, you know, is, uh, if they haven't uh, joined any of the organizations yet uh, on this, you know, especially if they haven't been participating in Project REARC or don't even know what Project REARC is, um, what do you, what, what advice do you have for them? Right, I think, you know, you kind of touched on it already right there, right, that, that it's, uh, you know, we've had really good involvement from the ad tech community, uh, you know, the data community, if you will, um, 
we've had you know some involvement from the brands, some involvement from publishers. We need we need more right, from publishers and brands and agencies for that matter. Uh, you know, we need people to to realize that this isn't just sort of you know boring tech, technical details, right, <laughs> uh, or you know, analytical details. It's it's absolutely fundamental to operating. Uh, pretty much every business, right, the, <laughs> at this point. And you, you, know, you think about, you know, COVID and, uh, and that, you know, the internet has only become more important than foundational, uh, you know, during this time with, you know, more people depending on it, uh, more businesses depending on it. If you're not, you know, if you're running a, a company and you don't know what's going on with, you know, iOS and Safari and Chrome and all of these different platforms, you know, get educated. It's not that hard to dig in and, and learn a little bit, do some searching and you'll find a lot. We've done a few pieces on that you can find on techlab.ibtechlab.com uh, on some of the Apple changes, for example. So get educated. Get involved in, you know, in Project Rearc if, if it, you know, for your technical teams. Uh, get involved in the partnership uh, for responsible addressable media uh, for the, the business teams, policy uh, folks, and even you know uh, communications teams uh, that that want to be you know more actively engaged. But um, you know, on top of that, it's it's understanding who you work with today. You know, who who the vendors are, if you will, that that you work with today. What are their practices? Start to ask more questions and and hold them accountable. Uh, to you know, what are they thinking about with regard to privacy? What are they doing with you know with cookies and IDs? How are they thinking of making changes going forward? Are are they certified? Are they at least you know certified like for them through the uh, trustworthy accountability group tag, right? Uh, for uh, being certified against fraud, to have some you know sense of okay, there are you know these are companies that are aware of and adopting key standards. Uh, yeah, it's the privacy standards, whether transparency and consent framework for Europe, CCPA for California, uh, global privacy framework that we'll be developing to make all of that more consistent uh, from a technical uh, perspective going forward. Um, it's it's you know getting engaged in you know are are your vendors involved in Rearc and and now the partnership uh, so that you know you can be confident that they're thinking they're thinking ahead, right? I think that's that's some of the biggest uh advice i could offer and, and more tactically just to close on that i i think you know understanding that um you know addressability is is not kind of black and white it's you know lots of grays and um and you know we we think about you know this sort of spectrum or continuum of addressability where you know all the way from you, know, you really don't know who the consumer is you might just know context right so contextual targeting actually does become more important in a lot of cases. Uh, and things like our content taxonomy, for example, become more useful. Um, moving over, right, you, ha you have something like Privacy Sandbox, where everything is being kept on device, in browser. You don't have, you know, you can, you get information about audiences, but it's, you know, it's about cohorts of, of people, not an individual. And we can help inform through the W3C how that evolves. And then finally is more, uh, you know, authenticated consumers, and and that's you know that's some of the biggest work that we want to do with Project Rearc is you know to, to come up with more standards for solutions that uh, support single sign-on or or other forms of um, our consumers saying yeah it's it's good it's I'm, I'm okay with you knowing who I am and I know I have control over what you can do with data, um, so it's it's that full continuum and understanding 
that even today, you know, there are solutions that can help, particularly at those two ends of the continuum. And everybody should be, you know, thinking about how am I going to adopt those going forward. Yeah, and I think there's a there's a and an education factor too to it, right? So not only within yeah. uh, uh, internally within an organization, but I, I you know even though Google is a has you know many products and services from uh, the Chrome development team to the the ads group, um, and you know and it, it seems like they're talking, right? The, the, uh, but I yeah. think there, there needs to be more of those business use cases to help Google, especially the Chrome team, understand. It, what impact uh, that some of the changes that they're proposing will have to an organization's business structure, um, as well as yeah, Safari, and it, it, and Firefox. Right? Yeah, I agree, and it and it can't. It, it is not helpful for us to just be, you know, sort of hair on fire, which obviously I'm, I have been a lot of times. But um, but it's not helpful to be hair on fire and just say everything is breaking and you're killing me, and and that's not helpful. Um, that doesn't get attention, right? Understanding that we have to be appealing to, uh, you know, to Chrome engineers, iOS engineers, right? Product leaders, and you know, and business leaders of these companies. Uh, you know, we need to be more specific, and that comes back to what you said: it's education, so that you can come to the table and say, this measurement use case is critical for you know to be solved going forward with addressability, and here's why, and here are some ideas, right? Uh, or whatever the case is, but it's not solve everything, keep the status quo, right? That that's that's not helpful. So uh, let's move on to a slightly different topic, uh, one that I know is uh, is uh, on the forefront over at the IEB side is is around CTV space, and uh, mm -hmm. there's there's been some exciting developments coming out of the tech lab regarding uh, the support for CTV. Can, can you talk about some of the solutions that are in development? Yeah, um, and you know, CTV uh, is is one of the areas that you know, one of a few areas that uh, has only become more important, uh, you know, during the pandemic, and and that you know, as more people are <laughs> relying on and and you know, spending time with streaming video. Um, so you know what we recognized it was kind of a, a a good thing in a way is is and a bad thing we recognized that we have as tech lab a lot of standards already that very much support ctv um but that we hadn't we hadn't done enough to to kind of describe how they fit together um and so that we're we're in the process actually of of developing a blog series that uh will outline this and it you know it, it will cover you know, for the if if you think about different use cases or, or different needs along the the workflow in a sense for CTV, um, you know you have needs around identity and privacy just like you do in the rest of the media ecosystem, um, and we have some work there that that is directly applicable uh, from you know from the the more browser based environment or mobile app environment, and some that needs to be enhanced. And you know we have. Uh, 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 the CTV and OTT uh, identifier for advertising IFA guidelines, which is a mouthful, but uh, was designed to say, you know, here's how you should use identifiers in, C in first from CTV or OTT devices, um, similarly to how you use them in mobile, right? So that that's helpful. The content taxonomy to describe the content uh, is sort of you know, directly applicable, but we'll be enhancing it to include. Uh, some more specifics for CTV, like uh, program genre, for example, is not in there right now, and that's something we can add. Um, 
the, the data label, like a food nutrition label for data segments, directly applicable, right, to CTV, understanding the data you're using, the audiences that, that you're reaching, um, the, and the privacy frameworks, I think, are also pretty directly applicable for CCPA and GDPR. Um, yeah, then, then you move to delivery, and that's where, you know, VAST, the video ad serving template, and the modern version of you know, VAST 4.2 applies for sure and is useful you know, across channels. Um, you, you have uh, measurement and verification support through open measurement, uh, which doesn't yet support uh, CTV explicitly, but guess what, right? The, the rise, the even faster rise of CTV now has the open measurement you know, working group thinking, okay, we've got to invest here and, and build out this software development kit uh, for you know, four different uh, CTV environments and devices. And that's, I think that's great. Um, and you know, that that's, that's accelerating, uh, you know, server side ad insertion, SSAI, right. And having support with open measurement there through open measurement there, uh, the, a CTV, another guide document of, uh, how to use, uh, user agents, which kind of describe the environment basically, um, that the consumer is, is operating in is seeing, um, and the, uh, app identifiers like app store IDs how to use those consistently. I mean, little things like that actually make a big difference to creating you know, cross-media uh, consistency. Um, and then sort of wrap, rolling, you know, wrapping it, it's uh, you know, interactivity through uh, the kind of cousin to VAST, which is SIMID, the Secure Interactive Media Interface Definition, the VPAID replacement, um, interactive templates in VAST itself, uh, and then onto brand safety and the content taxonomy and open measurement and open RTB passing the metadata, all useful in CTV. Uh, finally, uh, anti-fraud and transparency where an evolution of ads.txt, app ads.txt uh, to identify who your authorized sellers are is, is coming for CTV um, and, uh, and sellers.json, which tells you, you know, who the intermediaries exchanges um, work with and have relationships with is directly applicable. So it's a lot of things, right? That, uh, sorry for the laundry list, but it's a lot of things that uh, Tech Lab kind of has on the shelf. And it's a matter of making it, I think, more apparent that, oh, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> These are all useful in the CTV environment and some will continue to be improved. I, I know I'm excited about all these different things that are coming out or have, have, have developed, I mean, um, if I was still on the agency side, I would be doing a woohoo. Um, <laughs> um, <but laughs> Hopefully, others are too, right? <laughs> I hope so. You know, I mean, it's it's a lot. Uh, it's a little bit overwhelming, yeah, but I think that you know, once 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 uh, you sit down with uh, and and look at everything that you guys are working on, you're, you you start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, especially when it comes to. Yeah, and I think it's so. going to. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to spill throughout the entire ecosystem. Publishers are going to be much more happier. It helps them understand uh, the types of inventory that they have. Uh, clients will be able to, you know, especially if they move over to VAST and open measurement, have good quality video uh, in, in good environments and things like that. So uh, lots of good information that yeah. they have there. Thanks. Yeah, no, and it's it's all it's all about interoperability and you know, cross media and efficiency. And all of that, you know, enables uh, companies to spend more of their time and energy innovating, right, on top of these kind of foundational components. And if you're not using the foundational components, 
you're probably spending a fair amount of time and money replicating some of the some aspects of them and having a harder time working with partners, right? And that's especially right now, that's not something a lot of companies can afford to do, right? Now, one last question before we close, and yeah. um, you, all, you also brought up brand safety and ad verification and fraud, and that's that's continuously has been in the news. Uh, numbers are going up, numbers are going down. Uh, you know, what is your point of view in terms of the fraud landscape, and uh, have we done enough? Is there is what else needs to get to be done uh, from, from from your point of view? Yeah. Um, well, it's completely solved, right? Uh, we're done. Uh, just <laughs> no. Um, I know some people the, uh, would not agree. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people. Think. It's true, but yeah, no, we're we're not we're not quite done. We've made amazing progress, and and it comes to that momentum and in, in transparent. I mean, transparency in the supply chain is the tool here, and the adoption of of you know, standards like ads.txt that that tell you who the seller, who your authorized sellers, tell others who your authorized sellers are. Sellers.json I mentioned, right, is kind of going the other way from the exchanges and SSPs and, and listing publishers and others they have relationships with. Um, supply chain object I didn't talk about is, is in OpenRTV to communicate you know, who's involved in transactions. These are things that, frankly, three years ago, at, at least three years ago, you know, maybe even more recently, um, wouldn't have have seen large scale adoption. People were too you know close to the vest and like no, that's my proprietary information. I can't share that. Who my sellers are, things like that. Uh, so it's, it, there's room for you know there's reason for optimism here, right? That we've made enormous progress where we haven't, um, and where think this is another area where we've you know where we've realized during you know, the COVID crisis and and. Uh, Black Lives Matter and the bizarre political year we're having here, election year, right? Um, uh, that brand safety, to your point, has only become more top of mind and more complex in some ways. So, you know, there are things we can do to build on the baseline of what we have. Um, you know, uh, we touched on ads.txt for CTV, but uh, but there needs to be more transparency from the buyers to the sellers, right? Almost everything we've done. Is is sellers telling buyers right who they work with and creating you know one way transparency in a sense we need buyers to provide more transparency to the sell side of who they authorize uh, to, that they work with or more creative uh, transparency uh, and and we need more on the uh, on the content taxonomy uh, and add product taxonomy the the first one describes the context right of an app or a page. Uh, the second is is the product being advertised, and those two can be paired together uh, as we launch the ad product taxonomy to to create you know the right sort of matches and mis and, and avoidance opportunities for brand safety. Um, and we you know the content taxonomy itself is being enhanced to support brand suitability more aggressively. And um, there's a lot there, and and I, I think there's there's even more that we can do probably next year. On uh, on how we create more accountability and reconciliation uh, throughout the supply chain. So there's there's more work to be done, but the the progress has been huge and you know really really I I certainly appreciate we appreciate the adoption that's happened so quickly. Well, I I was given the uh, um, extension to go just a little bit longer, so uh, I have one more question. So thoughts on 2021. Uh, 
what is uh, how or how how is Tech Lab priorities and in, in the industry going to evolve? What what are your thoughts? Uh, what's going to happen in the next twelve months? I mean, I think you know I'm hopeful that I mean, hopefully, first of all, we return to a little more normalcy than we have. I'm not. I'm not thinking it's going to be completely normal, but um, but I think there's been a lot this year that's accelerated, as we talked about, uh, that isn't going to isn't going away, right? You know, CTV I think is going to be huge. You know, virtual events are huge. Uh, the changes in cookies and IDs are coming, right? <laughs> so there's there's a huge amount of work in some sense that you know we've been scrambling this year to you know, to make sure that we're keeping up. I'm hoping that that next year. Uh, it's you know kind of the the year to make sure that more end to end uh, we we kind of close some of these gaps we talked about some of these new opportunities um, and that there's there's kind of a push for uh, almost like modernization right uh, and that includes things like the next version of OpenRTB and uh, the the, the VAT, new VAST and SIMID standards to you know everything we talked about. Um, there are some core components there that are probably deprioritized on a lot of people's you know, roadmaps this year that I hope come back next year <laughs> to, to create a modern foundation because that's kind of what we need. You know, that, those core capabilities plus you know, the right privacy framework uh, plus you know, the, the right addressability solutions and standards that we talked about. Um, it's you know, layers that depend on a foundation that uh, that you know, we're, we have to continue to modernize. So we need those investments. We need increased transparency. Um, and you know, I think there will be evolution and consolidation and who the players are in the industry and you know, the roles of DSPs and SSPs and agencies for that matter are all kind of you know, changing quickly right now. And the, you know, the ID and, and cookie changes only accelerate that. So you know, I, just, I hope we can... Uh, you know, build on a lot of what we, the, the groundwork that we've uh, laid together with our team and members uh, this year and, you know, and, and set us up to, you know, to be uh, implementing against all of that and, and, you know, create a sustainable, healthy uh, environment that, that really could be, if all goes well next year, right, um, you know, with addressability, new addressability solutions, et cetera, it's, it could be a very different uh, you know, ecosystem and, and actually not sound a little trite to say ecosystem, like it could be a really healthy environment. Um, and that's certainly what we want to help facilitate. Well, thank you so much. We definitely covered a lot. And I do recommend for those that are uh, listening, if, if you want to read up uh, on what the IAB is working on, uh, IAB Tech Lab is working on, definitely go to the IAB Tech Lab uh, website uh, and read Dennis's blog, uh, blog post. Uh, so thank you, Dennis. Um, uh, we're going to close you, off right now. Thank you. Um, so uh, last final thoughts. Did you know that IAB There is now a podcast? You can listen to our whole archive wherever you get your podcast. And it's not just IAB There. On Tuesdays, our IAB Policy Podcast reaches experts discussing the legal and regulatory developments changing the industry. On Wednesdays, IAB leaders discuss what's urgent in the digital advertising on IAB Real. Go to iab.com backslash podcast to get everything you need. On tomorrow's IAB there, we're excited to welcome Susie Deering, Global Chief Marketing Officer at eBay, who will sit down with IAB President David Cohen to discuss leadership in unprecedented times. IAB there is a production of the Interactive Advertising Bureau. Our show today was produced by Connor Healy, Joe Ant, 
John Ward, Carrie Villanova. I'm Angelina Ang. Thanks for watching. Come back tomorrow because if it's 2 p.m. Eastern on a weekday, you know it's time to IAB there.